Hello, this is Elizabeth Pike, and I am back again with another podcast. Now today, we're not going to just talk about one short story. Instead, we're going to talk about a collection of short stories by the author Maria Cristina Mena. Now, some of you are probably thinking, Maria Cristina Mena? Who is that? I've never heard of her. What's 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 her deal? What's so important about this author that you're bringing up? Well, Maria Cristina Mena is actually really, really important. Not just because she was the first Chicana Latinx uh, writer for her generation, but because of the overall issues and information she talks about within her stories. But before I get too deep into our stories, to I want to briefly inform you guys about Miss Marina herself. This information is coming from the introduction of her collected stories by Amy Doherty. And what we learn in this introduction is that Mena was a 20th century writer who had a Spanish mother and a European father. She was born in Mexico, but soon immigrated to America. And for the entirety of life, she had a very privileged one. She went to elite schools, knew about four languages, and her father was politically and socially powerful. Mena, when her family moved to, moved to the United States, continued to have a very privileged life in that she married a very nice husband, and she started her story writing there in the U.S., What's so interesting, though, about her stories and what I really want to talk about is how even though she grew up very privileged, very wealthy and very um, of high standing, a lot of her stories, um, we get wonderfully done ones which talk about social class issues, racial issues and gender issues. Topics that you wouldn't initially connect with Mina if you had only known her background. So today, I mainly want to focus with you guys, um, that of social class and power in Mina's stories. Because the topics of race and gender are easily intertwined with all of them. In that they all seem to really connect with that of social class. In particular, our first story we're going to talk about is the gold vanity set. This story, we get a woman by the name of Petra, who is an indito uh, Mexican, who is really exploited and is overall really used by everyone around her. Petra is a woman who... um, is abused by her husband and is seen as a commodity that brings in tourists for the inn that her family works at and owns. In particular, in this story, we get a young woman by the name of Miss Young from the United States who immediately wants to take a picture of Petra when she sees her. And because of that, we get a very interesting look on the exploitation of the lower class through the eyes of Petra. Because Petra does not want to have her picture taken. She does not want anything to do with it. She's actually very scared of the camera. And yet, 
Miss Young and Petra's father-in-law do not care. They still want to have a picture be taken. They still want to use Petra and her beauty. So this really shows off exploitation of lower class in that Petra in this instance and throughout the story, she is not seen as a human with thoughts and feelings. Instead, she's seen as a commodity. She's seen as somebody who isn't even a somebody she's an object something that can easily just be taken and used and then discarded miss young wanted to use petra in the way of taking a photo of her and then moving on to go wherever she wanted as a tourist her husband wanted to use her in the way of abusing her and hitting her and just having a wife that does everything that her that the husband says Petra's father-in-law was using her in the way of gaining more attraction to their business and gaining more and more money, while Petra gained nothing of it. And when it comes to the actual vanity set that Petra gains, it shows another type of exploitation used in that the vanity set, Petra doesn't think of it as something that is worth a lot of gold and is going to easily gain her money. No, instead she uses it as a way to get out of the abuse that she endures with her husband by offering it up as a sort of tribute to the shrine of the Virgin of Guadalupe. Which is interesting to me because when Miss Young finds out about it and tries to take it back, Miss Young treats the idea of Petra seeing it as a worthy symbol of uh, tribute as not something that is really worth her attention. She only really cares about the idea of Petra keeping it whenever it comes to the idea of Petra's abuse. And even then, she doesn't really seem to care that much. She just acted as if it was really nothing. And not only that, but Petra's husband also seemed to exploit Petra in this way, in that she uses the idea of Petra's faith to kind of make it seem as if Petra is even more malleable in that he, Petra doesn't have a problem with the abuse anymore. Uh, he says that he sees it as an opportunity to be like, okay, I'll change my ways because of Petra offering this up. But the, uh, the probability of him actually stopping that abuse isn't really there. Instead, it's just kind of not seen probably as abuse anymore to Petra or anything because she made this offering, she made this belief that she's going to be okay because of this offering, and yet it's not really certain as to whether or not the offering will help. This shows off exploitation in that this commodity, this gold, is put towards something of good faith, but it doesn't really add any actual meaning to it. It doesn't really show off value. It just shows that the idea of materialistic goods making things okay then and making things somewhat better is the way to go. Petra has this gold vanity set that she gets and suddenly everything's different for her. Everything is seen as different for her.
and it really shows off the commercialized and the overall materialistic ideas America and Mexico really want to push on in that if you buy these items, your life will be better. If you get these type of gold vanity sets and offer them up to the virgin, your life will be so much better. You won't get abused anymore. You won't get hurt anymore by those who should already love you and not abuse you. And that that's really interesting how Mana is able to portray that in this story because at first glance, it just seems like it's a woman being abused and used by her husband. Not that it's showing off the complexity of social class and the overall abuse of the lower class by the upper class and by those of higher power in this story. Which reminds me of a poem by Gloria Enzo Duo called El Son of a Biche. And what's interesting and what's fascinating on how it connects to the gold vanity set is El Son of a Biche shows how a narrator confronts a man using those from Mexico to better improve his agricultural um, business. He exploits them in that he threatens to call ICE on them. He threatens to have them be deported back to Mexico if these Mexicans do not work for him under cheap, practically free labor and barely any actual health and care considered. And so it's interesting how this poem easily relates to the gold vanity set in that it shows another perspective of the lower being taken advantage of. It shows how the narrator of El Son of Aviche and Petra are being shown off of the abuse and the use of all of the lower class. And yet in Petra's um, perspective, she is the one that is being, that is the victim. And yet she doesn't really get any type of, um, Revenge. She doesn't get any type of uh, resurgence of actual power. Instead, she still doesn't have any power. She still loses it. And in a Sullivan of Abiche, while the woman does gain money from the man, while she does, while she is able to successfully threaten and blackmail the man, the Mexican workers are still probably being abused and used by the man. The conditions are probably still going to be abused and used, maybe not just in the area that the story takes place, but maybe somewhere else. It shows how the problem of social class can't be simply erased by one deed. It has to be multiple deeds and it has to have actual reforms. Speaking of that, another story that I would like to bring light on and another thing I would like to really focus on is first I would like to bring up the um, topic brought in the introduction of that of um, Mena pointing out how in the Mexican Revolution the different ways up, um, women were used in that revolution. Um, it's pointed out how the upper class women in that revolution mainly helped with the Red Cross and the Right Cross, while the middle and lower class 
um, were exploited in that they had to do hard skilled labor or sometimes even go in the battlefield themselves. And that's interesting because it shows another way in which those of lower class are yet again exploited. Continuing on, though, to a different story, we're going to talk about now the story of the, the, the emotion of Maria Concepcion, which is interesting because it shows a different side, a different perspective to that of the social class issue. For Maria Concepcion, she is actually an upper class white Mexican who has everything and anything she practically wants except she still is limited in the slightest of ways. She is seen as a submissive type of woman who does everything her brother and father asks of her, even when in reality, that is not what she wants at all. It, in this part, it talks about how she has to practically erase herself and be instead whatever it is that her father wants. And not only that, but it talks about how um, whenever Maria is trying to get the bullfighters, she's putting on a practically different persona and practically faking illness to get the what she wants. She's not able to just simply ask her father to go to the bullfights. No, she has to fake illness and she has to trick everyone around her of being able to go. And that furthers on the idea of problems with social class is whenever Maria is able to go to the bullfights, is able to actually meet the bullfighter um, that she wants to meet, the bullfighter, the moment he starts to show interest in Maria, is the moment that everyone's ideas and beliefs of said bullfighter changes. The upper class, particularly Maria's brother, hate him after he shows slight affection towards Maria. They hate that he is trying to seemingly strive up to that of a higher class than what he should be doing. He is simply showing affection, but to Maria's brother and to Maria's father, it seems as if he's insulting Maria, as if he's bringing shame towards her uh, seemingly honor by trying to gain her attention. And this works in the opposite way of also showing issues in that the bullfighter was seen as a symbol for the entito, entito and the lower class, yet the, again, the moment he shows any sort of affection and any sort of attention to Maria, the lower class turns on him too. They see that as a betrayal. They see it as a sort of um, deep shame that he is trying to erase his actual initial uh uh, status by reaching out towards a woman of upper status and this again shows the issues of social class in both america and in mexico which is where the story takes place in that in america in particular the biggest thing that america tries to brand itself as is having the american dream and the american dream is something in which you're able to go from the bottom to the top, no problem at all. And yet there is problem. 
if you're able to do it, just like how this bullfighter was trying to do it, you are scorned by the upper class the moment you do so. And the other way around, you are excluded from the lower class because they think of it as a betrayal. So you're stuck in a sort of paradox in which if you try and go higher, you're seen as someone who is doing something you shouldn't. And if you try to go back to the lower, you're seen as someone who is giving up. You're seen as someone who isn't trying as hard as you should. And it again kind of makes me think of... um in the way, it kind of makes me think of we should all be feminists in that um, the speaker in that uh, speech and in that um, paper, she had wanted to be the woman that talked about her Nigerian culture and her overall heritage. And yet everyone around her scorned her doing so. They thought, no, you shouldn't be doing it. You're a woman. You shouldn't be doing that. You're doing something that isn't part of the norms, which is a big thing that is showing off in this social class structure is that it's showing off the problems with our societal norms that we have for people. It, in sociology, we there are about four or five different uh technically socioeconomic uh places that you can be in you can be in the upper class the lower upper class the um the upper middle class uh the working class and the working poor and what's interesting about that and how it relates is that when it comes to the lower upper class those are usually people of new money and they're always seemingly excluded from the upper class simply because they didn't already have the money they initially had and this relates well to the emotions of Maria Concepcion in that the bullfighter was seemingly climbing up towards that lower upper class status and yet the moment he tries to reach out to somebody who has money, who has old money. He's he's scorned. He's excluded. And yet he can't go back to the lower class because he's already at a status that he's seen as a higher being. And that's why this is such an interesting story in that way because it shows off the various issues of social class in that of the upper perspective. Now, another story I want to bring up is the story, the Donorita's rival. And this is an interesting story to show off class in that it really shows off the problematic areas of the middle class and the working class. In that Donorita and her family, they aren't actually that rich. They aren't that powerful as... Donorita wants them to be as Donorita likes to believe and it's interesting in that Donorita she doesn't like her son's girlfriend he doesn't like any type of relationships that he's had because he thinks she thinks that he could do better he could do someone with more power and more class and more rich and this is so interesting to point out and think about is because um, this shows off another sort of problem that 
um, most of America and Mexico has when it comes to the social economic structure that we have is that the middle class, a lot of people in society like to claim that they are the middle class when more often than not, they're not. In sociology, what really categorizes middle class and then the working class, which Dona Rita seems to, um, her family seems to cover, and a lot of Americans actually seem to cover, is the way you could tell is you're middle class or if you're not, is if, for example, you have to go to the hospital for something and you have it to where the moment you go to the hospital and you happen to be the person making the money is the moment that everything goes screwed up and you're not able to pay for anything that you used to pay. You're not able to have the type of luxury you thought you had, the type of comfort you thought you had because of this hospital visit. And so in Donorita's rival, uh, it kind of it shows off that idea because the moment like um her son is having to go on a different path is uh, showing it shows off the sort of problems that the middle class has in the fact that the moment someone tries to think that they're okay try to believe that they are not going to have any problems with their social class standing is the moment that everything goes kind of wrong donorita she has it to where her son ends up trying to radicalize and try and go against the sort of uh problems that the sort of tensions that were going on in that time which this is highly referencing to that of what the introduction speaks on, which is the Mexican Revolution and the sort of issues going on there. And it just is interesting because it shows yet another kind of perspective of social class in that we get the higher classes perspective, we get the lower class, and then we get the middle type of class. Even though Donorita isn't really considered middle because of um, what is described in the story, we it perfectly describes the sort of issues the middle classes have because of the lack of fully understanding of what it means to be middle class. Not only that, but it shows off how easy it is and how saddening it is to realize that the middle class is diminishing and the middle class is making it so that the gap between the upper and lower is becoming wider. Moving on though, one more story I would really, really like to kind of point out that really is something that I... It's something that like really just catches my eye is the education of Popo. Now, this one is one that I really, really liked to have read. It was a really interesting story. And we follow that perspective of Popo, who is a child, part of a um, type of upper class Mexican family who is introduced to an even higher class, uh, wealthy white woman from America. And the reason why I want to really talk about this story and kind of close on this is because it sh- really shows off the problems of social class when it comes to gender in that 
even though in Mexico, women were not really considered um, to have too much power when it comes to men um, in Mexico, this white woman in the story, she is able to easily gain the attention of everyone and show off this sort of power most don't seem to have that it completely subverts and kind of shows off popo the sort of power imbalances that happen in the world um popo is shown the various uh issues when it comes to social standing and power standing in this story because he's seeing a perspective of power that he didn't initially see his mother and his sister aren't the ones who are showing off the power instead it's popo's brother uh popo's father actually not popo his brother but um popo himself um are the ones showing the power and yet this cherry woman she is able to show off power that popo didn't initially see and so it attracts him in such a way that he wants to talk more with Cherry and he wants to learn more from her and it follows in love with her. And this shows another sort of issue of um, social class in that um, the, the people who are in power, it's very rare that you'll see someone who's different, especially in America and Mexico society. Those who you would think would be in power aren't um, people of color, aren't usually women, aren't usually those of sexual standing, of like bi or gay. No, it's usually that of a usually white, usually man that is that. And so in this story, Education of Popo, this shows off how more diverse those type of uh, standings, the upper, the middle, those type of things can have the diversity it can have, but it lacks. It really shows the lacking of diversity in those standings. And it's interesting to me on that because it again brings up uh, the introduction in which Maria wanted to talk about the Indito Mexicans and how they make up the majority and yet they aren't part of the actual majority when it comes to power. It's it's a saddening thing because they sh- there should be more power. There should be more people of darker skin and there should be more people of different gender that are in those positions, but they aren't. And so when it comes to this collection of stories, the reason why I really wanted to talk about it and the reason why it's so, so important to like really read and understand and to like comprehend is because a lot of what Mena was talking about and a lot of what Mena was trying to convey have such importance today. Mena talks and shows these sort of issues that we are still seeing today especially since recently there was an incident in which um there's been a lot of racially charged incidents towards asians there's been a lot of there's a lot of been gender charged violence against women and yet they aren't talked about enough and aren't really shown off enough because to 
the majority, that's not the bigger issue. In reality, a lot of people, even though it's talked about briefly, a lot of people in society nowadays, they really only care about your social standing, about power. But even then, they don't care about the actual problems with social standing, about the actual problems with the who's in power and who is not. In America in particular, we have a very individualistic society. That's something that sociology breaches on and even um, communication talks about, in which the talk of um, America and individualism is that it's every person for themselves. It's every person who care about themselves. While Mena doesn't really show off that, it's it really kind of speaks out to me because a lot of when it comes to social class shows off how individualistic people can be and the upper class of these stories they only really care of maintaining their upper class status in the lower class stories they they care about rising to the top they care about trying to gain that type of power other people don't actually have and so in, um, in America and in this world, while there are many incidences in which, as terrible as they, as they are, they aren't going to get as much attention about and much care about because deep down, a lot of people only care about themselves. A lot of people only try and take care of themselves. That's why... When it comes to situations like the one where it was the mass shooting in Asian beauty parlors, it really angers me in the fact that people don't really focus on how it was a supposed sexual charged urge that the killer had and he needed to snuff out. It angers me about that because they only care about just oh they're dead and then that's it they just move on they pass they ignore the rest of the issues they ignore that this man is going to practically get away with this murder because of this quote-unquote sexual urge that he's gonna get away because quote-unquote he had a bad day they don't care that these poor women, these poor Asian women in particular, were murdered, were ceaseless, like, in, not, ceaselessly killed. And so, it shows, it really kind of, it makes me think of social class yet again, because people only really care about power when it concerns themselves. The people in this situation, this man, he is seen as someone who only cared about his sexual urges and not about the murders of others. The police made it seem like he had a bad day and so they completely admitted to the actual killings of these women and these people. And it just, it's, it saddens me that that's a type of society that we're in. And it, it makes me want to read more. It makes me want to really dive further into these type of stories because we need to really talk about social class and we really need to talk about the sort of issues that are being passed off as nothing because of someone's power and standing this is elizabeth pike and i really hope you enjoyed my story i really tried to work hard on it and i really just hope you 
liked what it is that I had to talk about.